Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. My guest for this installment is an educational psychologist at the University of Toledo who has dedicated her career to protecting school children from the driving forces of mass violence. Her new book focuses on the resurgence of white supremacist violence. Dr. Lisa Peskarakovic is a professor of educational psychology and the director of the Center for Education in Mass Violence and Suicide. In writing the book, she told me it was time to share what we know about preventing attacks. You know, this has been an issue that I've been following for quite a while, uh, given that I study mass shootings. Um, we started to see a pattern in the mindset or mentality of some of these individuals. And, you know, when you kind of look through their biographical information, we look for certain uh, what we call shooter traits that have been established by the Secret Service. And, um, you know, there's often a lot of hateful posts and things on social media. And it started leaning a bit toward um, neo-Nazism and white supremacy and anti-immigration. And it was getting really heavy in those topics. And then I started digging into this a little bit deeper. And um, wow, it is, it, it's a major concern. In fact, um, the United Nations declared it the greatest threat to the safety and security of our country. So I thought, you know, it's it's important now that not just those of us in the field recognize the issue, but everyone needs to know what's going on so they, they can at least be aware and do their part if possible. So what is it that we, Joe Average Citizens, do to help stem the problem? Um, you know, we look for what we call um, generation identity is a philosophy that a lot of them have. And if you notice, there's a lot of shootings that happen in grocery stores that are predominantly um, in areas with certain demographics, because they're going for anyone who, in their opinion, is not a pure white individual. If you have European roots, if you have, you know, if you're African-American, Hispanic, it's really frowned upon. And those are the groups that are in the most danger. So number one, being aware um, and, and number two, looking for certain haircuts, looking for certain symbols on their clothing, um, tattoos. And, and there's a lot of information in our book where we actually list uh, a series of, of tattoos and numbers and code words, hand gestures that alert us when we're out and about that, okay, this person is um, absolutely uh, an extremist. Uh, because they're they're no longer hiding, you know. They're out and pretty bold these days. You see somebody that you know may have a a shaved head, may have one of the tattoos that you're uh, identifying. Mm -hmm. You need to yeah. what? Go to the other side of the street to walk, or leave the store. You know, it's hard. You know, from a from a daily perspective, but. If that individual is engaging any kind of menacing behavior or um, we feel threatened or we have that that gut feeling, you know, there's a book called The Gift of Fear and, and humans have a gut feeling when something's not quite right. If you get something like that and you're able to give a license plate or something, is something, you know, if you, you, you just sense a menacing presence or you see that now in, in the state of Ohio, you know, you can have a weapon, no problem. If you see that, 
contacting local authorities is often the first the first thing that you can do. Some of the, the, the tattoos are so they'll have the um they'll have a snake, some of them shaped like a Q for the QAnon conspiracy theorists. Um they have um a bulldog is a huge, huge symbol of white supremacy. Um there's the Marvel comic character, the Punisher. And so they'll have the skull of the Punisher as a tattoo or a bumper sticker or, you know, on a T-shirt. Because what's what's frightening is merchandise with these symbols that are well-established and well-known as being connected with white supremacists are, are available on Amazon. They're available on Redbubble and some of these, these sites that probably don't even know what they're selling and they're selling it. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's what, what we primarily wrote the book for is to make educators aware and parents aware um, and society in general as to who might be susceptible to getting recruited into this type of philosophy. So we know sort of the what they look for because these individuals are trolling social media nonstop, looking for others to bring into that particular group. Um, so that's, you know, we want to make sure law enforcement educators and, and people involved with our youth are well aware of the tactics that the groups are using. But then if someone is recruited, what are they going to start wearing or talking like or looking like? Um, because they're, they're, some are quite violent. Some of these groups are quite violent. I have grandsons on the internet and they participate in social media. Sure. Mm -hmm. What are the characteristics of, of a young teenager we'll say, or a, an older teenager that may make them susceptible? You know, they're very similar to the ones we see perpetrating the acts of targeted violence in schools. They are oftentimes loners. Um, They don't really feel like they have a sense of purpose. Um, They're usually not, athletic or involved in extracurriculars. They feel alienated. Um, They may not have a connection to family or, or even an adult in school who could, you know, be a confidant or something. Um, So they're kind of just waffling on their own. And and then they start posting things about how unfair school is. So for example, the athletes in my school get all the pep rallies and we get nothing, or I'm tired of these kids in my school doing this or Americans doing that. And so they'll start venting a little bit online and they'll look for that sort of feeling of being disgruntled and feeling of being nothing small. And so they want to be some part of something big. So that's the offer. That's the lures. They'll, they'll recruit by saying, do you want to be part of something big, something bigger than, than you as an individual, our group. And we can take action against the people you're talking about. That's sort of what they, you know, the message they send. So what advice are we, are we giving parents? We are giving parents the advice uh, to the extent possible, talk to their kids about what they are doing online. And that's sort of been around forever. Right. Um, But we can't constantly monitor our, our youth, but we need to make sure that they're okay. Also that they have a good relationship with their families, that they have a good relationship with at least one adult in that school building, that they feel good about something. 
It doesn't have to be a sport. It could be playing the guitar or doing something else, but just that they feel part of something. And also that they, that in the home, the hate speech has to stop. It has to stop. Everyone's entitled to, to their own political beliefs. But when, when we hear so much anti-immigrant racist uh, misogynistic rhetoric um, it's contagious and so the their kids take it out the mindset take that out into the schools and out in society and it just spreads like like a disease um, so it's you know checking our own behavior as well and making sure they're not on some of these darker websites like discord or uh, 4chan or 8chan where they communicate very often and also familiarizing themselves with the phrases and hand gestures and and the you know symbols. Now you mentioned the website Discord. Yeah. I was of the I was of the impression that's primarily for uh, teenagers and young adults who like to uh, to be involved in gaming. This was it this is was way it was <laughs> it oh. sure sure was. But they you know they monitor it right so. They'll monitor, they'll jump into a game and, and start listening and start, you know, kind of doing their thing when it comes to recruiting and then start having a conversation about, yeah, I noticed, you know, doesn't it make you mad when this group does this or, you know, and they'll start egging them on a little bit. And they're just looking for people that speak their same language, so to speak. And so Discord, you know, with anything Social media wise, it has so many good features, but then someone is always going to find a way to take advantage of that and turn it into something ugly. And that's what we see happening with Discord quite a bit. And it's not just Discord. I'm talking with University of Toledo educational psychologist Lisa Piscarakovich, who is the co author of the new book, White Supremacist Violence. Understanding the Resurgence and Stopping the Spread. We know there is a pretty evident correlation between hate speech and violence. But your work also links hate speech to suicide. Yeah, well, with suicide, suicidality, um, a lot of times these the individuals, at least when we when we are talking about the perpetrators of targeted violence. So you know, that oftentimes we hear there was a mass shooting at such and such place. Yes, by definition, it's a mass shooting if there are three or more fatalities. But it's also oftentimes what we call a targeted incident. And that is these individuals go in looking for a particular person, persons, or a particular social status or a particular group of people that they feel have wronged them. And we like to call this injustice collecting. They do a lot of injustice collecting and feel that everyone is against them and it's us versus them. Um, but they've oftentimes gone through a depression and they've gone through a lot in life to the extent that they've been down, they've been upset, and they rise above in their own mind, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take my own life. And when I do. I want to make sure that I take others with me, those people that made me feel bad about myself or whatever is going on in their own head about these individuals. So they're, in essence, innocent, innocent kids that have really done nothing to them, but in their mind represent. Why are we seeing 
at least in my opinion, yeah. uh, we're seeing more and more of the hate mm-hmm. speech and more and more of the uh, the violence it generates than yeah. I remember as a as a kid or a young adult. Mm-hmm. I, I think that honestly, the political divide, and I I can't not talk about that. Um, you know, we really did have a time period where we did have a president who was egging this kind of mindset on. This is our country, our nation. America is not great because all these people are coming in. Watch our borders. You know, and again, that sort of we've got to protect our land. That old, old, old mindset just kind of rose above. And it's terrifying because what what I see us doing now is we're kind of going back to a period like World War II. And I think if people knew how many anti-Semitic attacks we actually see regularly, um, they would be terrified uh, because we are getting to that place. And it's just, it's tragic. It didn't have to happen. I mean, (laughs) they're communicating through Facebook, TikTok, uh, you know, Discord just happens to be the one that immediately comes to mind, I think, because not a ton of parents are aware of Discord. I wasn't as a as a parent and grandparent until uh, the 11 year old started to uh, to log on. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I, then I said, boy, I've never heard of this. Right. Platform right. before. Right. And, you know, you hate to ban it entirely. So it's just a matter of. You know, if anyone tries to talk to you or just let us know, that sort of thing. Because, you know, not just white supremacists, but a lot of people with bad intentions circulate the Internet uh, looking for vulnerable youth. So uh, just that, that oh, you know, the awareness is key. There are, kids are always a step ahead of us with, with, uh, with Internet use, you know. They're, they're savvy with it. They grew up with it. So they're very yes. savvy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Dr. Lisa Piskarikovich, Director of the University of Toledo Center for Education in Mass Violence and Suicide, and the co-author of the book, White Supremacist Violence, Understanding the Resurgence and Stopping the Spread. I think we're having a very valuable discussion, and we'll continue this chat with Dr. Piskarikovich next week when we will again be staying in contact. In the meantime, please email your comments to me through my website, londonmitchell.news.